This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Here in the Storm Center, here's your host, Langston Johnson. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Storm Center football pregame, postgame show. I'm your host, Langston Johnson, being joined as always by my right-hand man, John Kay. John, how are you doing on this wonderful but kind of cold, still kind of sunny Wednesday afternoon? Pretty good. I'm ready for the weekend. I know as soon as like we walk in the booth for on Wednesdays, I'm like, yep, it's the start of the best part of the week, which is the last part of the week. They do say Wednesdays are hump day. I'm hump, over the hump. hump. Hump day. Yeah, no, me too. I'm over the hump too. <laughs> I don't got practice today. Too. Don't got nothing to do. So I'm about to go take a fat nap after this. I'm tired. I respect it. I want to take a nap too after this. All right. So here we are sitting at three and three on the season after a 34-17 loss to Olivet at home on Saturday. It was a competitive, good game, but we could just never it never seemed like we could get over the hump yeah um it was a really good game our offense started to show a lot of potential again after struggling the last two weeks it looked like and you know our defense looked pretty good they're struggling to stop the run a little bit but i mean we are not the biggest crew out there and the last three weeks we've faced massive offensive lines yeah yeah it was uh, it was something I was definitely impressed um, with Alex Price. He played well, um, and and you have some of the, uh, the safeties coming in, getting a lot of tackles, playing well. Which you know sometimes you have your safeties getting tackles, and that's not good. Um, but at least someone, at least we have people making making plays. Um, so we're sitting here, three and three. Uh, like I said, um, John, why don't you take us through how the offense did specifically? Offense, again, like we said, they started to show some flashes of what we saw earlier in the season, even with Alex Price at quarterback. Uh, 323 total yards, 139 rushing, 184 passing. Struggled mightily on third downs with like a 40-something percentage on third downs, which we were 45%, but every we just looked confused on a lot of third downs, and that's, I mean, that's going to happen when you have a freshman quarterback sometimes. Yeah. Um, speaking of freshman quarterback, Alex Price, 15 of 24, 184 yards, two touchdowns, 17 runs for 83 yards. I mean, he looked good Yeah, that's for, a, his, that's, for his first start. He looked yeah, that's a complete game. Cool, calm, collected, picked up a couple of huge third downs with his feet, had that had a deep ball to uh, your boy Kyron Pearson down the sideline, a great, two, couple of great throws to Adam Gutting for touchdowns. Um, Zane Kirby had five carries for 26 yards. Dylan Dowling had two rushes for seven yards. A little unclear why that's happening. He has eight carries over the last two weeks, but <laughs> I I get paid. pet scratcher over here. I get paid to call games and not coach them. So yeah, I guess just, we like to say we're not we're not down on the field. So we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, 
Receiving-wise, Jacob Chesney had five catches for 48 yards. Adam Gutting had his two catches for 34 yards in those two touchdowns. And Kyron Pearson hauled in that magnificent sideline catch on a go route. And, I mean, you can tell once Price got going, he was going to be hard to stop. And I mean, it looked looked good throwing the ball, Yeah, it'll which be, is huge. It'll be interesting to see um, if they – how when they decide to bring back Brandon, um, like how do you kind of treat this? Obviously, you want Alex Price to get as much experience as he can, and you want him to play. At the same time, you know Brandon's senior. Brandon's been here. Um, he was on. He was basically this. I mean, him and obviously him and Duckett split time last year. But at the end of the season, he was the guy um, who who carried them to the finish line. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of what they do and how they decide to manage this end of the season when. At this point, we're just playing for next season and playing to send the seniors, uh, the seniors out as positively as we can. Looking over on the defensive side of the ball, um, we did allow 438 yards, 194 in the air, and 244 on the ground, and they were nine to 14 on third down. Not getting stops on third down, and that's just that's just never going to cut it. Free safety, Ivan Upshaw had 12 tackles. Free safety, Keyshawn Amison had 10 tackles. And inside linebacker, Jared Bilchak had nine tackles, including an interception. Um, It's not often that you say, you know, one of the inside linebackers is up there in tackles and his name isn't Simeon. So that's definitely something that has been a little different. Um, I know Simeon's pretty banged up, but... Just something that you just you know that we're not really accustomed to seeing. Normally, we're used to Simeon being up there with the tackle. So, um, not a lot to say, really. I mean, the I mean, you know, you got some you got some promise, and obviously you have Kyron Pearson in there as a freshman, and Alex Price in there as a freshman, um, and, and and they played they both played played respectively. Obviously, Alex played played really well for his first start uh, as a college football player and and the defense struggled a little bit you know giving up a lot of yards um and and not being able to to get stops on third down and those those are what's going to kill you those are those are going to lose you games well along with not being able to like stop the run and getting stops on third downs turnovers I mean yeah first quarter we had two fumbles and that that it can't happen I mean the the drive the one drive where Jalen Mack fumbled and Olivet scooped it up. That drive right there, that was a that was a points drive. I'm right. a, I firmly believe that there probably would have been a touchdown on that drive, and we'd have scored first in that game. So <clears throat> it's tough when you turn the ball over twice in the first quarter. I mean, Olivet was up 14-7 at the end of the first. We turned the ball over twice. One drive definitely would have produced points. The other drive might have produced points. So, I mean, we're looking at possibly a quite a completely different ball game right if we score first right right because i mean that changes changes the mentality yeah it changes the entire game because an olivet's playing from behind and that's something they haven't had to do much this year right so i mean it's all big what if because it's sports and there's always there's always the what if factor oh what if they had scored what if this what if that but i'm really i'm really proud of this team because they fought really hard in that game. They looked good. They they could have a mistake here that gets erased, a mistake here that gets erased, and a couple more stops on third downs. They 
they could have won this game. Right. And Olivet's no slouch this year. So, and we have not a not a gimme because there's not really any gimmies, but it's probably as close as you can get to a gimme in Finlandia. Which is a perfect, perfect segment. John, you're getting good at the segment stuff. You're doing it for me. Hey, man, I try. Moving over, looking at a Finlandia team who there is not a lot to say about this Finlandia team. They are bad. Um, they're sitting at 0-6 on the season and just kind of the same story that we see with Finlandia every year. They're just not, it's not a good football team. They're just not very good. Um, they're coming here on the heels of they're coming on the heels of a loss to Hope. They lost 79-12, to which they did score more points than we did, but they also gave up more, I guess. Um, they have played one game that's close all season, a 23-12 to loss to Concordia Chicago. Other than that, I mean, they've gotten blown out almost every game. Yeah, and I mean, with the MIAA schedule, they kind of have, like, away games for them are long bus rides, and it's hard to come off the bus hyped up. Um Especially when you just keep on losing. Yeah, and they—I mean, it's a young team. Their starting quarterback's a freshman. One of their running, one of their starting running backs is a freshman. He's also my cousin. Um, shout out John Case cousin. Yeah, shout out, shout out to my cousin. But I mean, they give up a lot of yards on defense, and a lot of them are rushing. And I mean, as we've seen with our own team this year, if you can't stop, if you struggle to stop the run, especially in the MIAA, where there's a lot of bruisers like Kenya Houston and um, McMinn. Noah McMinn from Olivet. I mean, you get guys like that. Dylan Dowling, I mean, he's not huge, but he runs through people all the time. Right. We saw that the first three weeks of the season. You get guys like that, and, I mean, you, they get ahead of the they get ahead of the sticks, so they're in like a second and five or second and six, you know, where they can – they only have to pick up a couple yards to make it third and manageable. That's really hard to stop, and then it just wears you down and wears you down yeah. and wears you down. Yeah. Just like just like basketball, pounding the ball in the post, just you keep going down there, keep going down there, and even if you're not making all of them, it's still putting a lot of pressure on the defense. I'm kind of taking a look over at the Finlando offense. I mean, obviously it's not a lot. Um, their quarterback, Darren Johnson, is has seven interceptions to three touchdowns. I'm only on 49% completion percentage. So, I mean, that's the one thing that sticks out right away is just turnovers. Um, and they're not really punching the ball inside. You know, they have literally six touchdowns on the season. So I don't really have a lot on the Finland offense. They're just not – I mean, it's just not really really producing. John, what do you have on their defense? Um, well, <laughs> rushing yards, they give up a lot of them, 384 a game. And, no, that is not a typo. You did not miss here. That is 300 – and 84 yards on the ground a game a game they give up 410 yards if i did i'm i actually might have done my math wrong but that's beside the point because i can't math because they give up 62 passing yards sorry we're communications majors yeah i don't i don't math um but yeah i mean it's run the ball interesting to see who gets the ball this week yeah it's 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 one. It's it's a as much of a learning experience as the rest of the season is going to be for the young guys. We just can't lose this game. Just we can't lose this game. Yeah. No. I mean, this is this is a chance to get a lot of confidence because yeah. I mean, a win's a win at the end of the day, and it doesn't matter if it's against Olivet or Finlandia. 
at this point. You the, just yeah, you point. just want a win at this point. This yeah. is uh if they well in a sense, who's getting the ball at running back and at quarterback? I mean, if Brandon's still a little banged up and they start Alex Price, this is a good opportunity for him to build off of a great game last week and just continue to show his skill set and get tape so that the coaches have stuff to look at for next year. And who gets the ball at running back? That's another question. Is it going to be limited carries again for Dylan Dowling and more carries for Zane Kirby and Josh Davis? Or is Dylan Dowling going to get the ball a bunch? Are they going to keep running the jet sweep stuff with Boggs and Chesney, which I actually like a lot. I like that little, it's a pass. It's a three inch pass, but it's a pass to Chesney and Boggs out of the coming on the jet sweep and then just flip it forward. That's, I mean, that's a good play design. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But there's a lot to build on from last week, which is a super big positive. Yeah, a lot to build on from last week. Um, a chance to get some confidence, and then you know we still got to go play uh, an Albion team that is still four and two, putting up points. That's they're still good. And then Adrian, which is which is going to be extremely extremely um, important to win that that rivalry. So um, that's kind of looking way ahead, obviously. Yeah. But um, this is just a good chance. This this coming week is just a good chance to just we need to win. Yep. Win more than ever. Yep. Pick that confidence up and get going yep. again. John, you got anything else for me? Um, no, I'm good. You good? I'm ready to take a nap. Yeah, I am too. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at langlang underscore three. Only the best content coming from Langston. That is true. I try to tweet the best stuff that you can imagine. Yeah. John, how about you? What's your Twitter? The real John K underscore. Yep. Don't forget that underscore. Yeah. Don't don't follow not me. Follow me. Yeah. Make don't sure follow think. the other John K that's on Twitter. Yeah, he's fake. Yeah, he's he's not the real. It's not me. Yeah. Not All that right. I'm important or anything, but uh, you're important to this podcast. Instagram's trying storm center. We're gonna have a guest next week. We'll have one next week. We'll have one next week. I got an idea of who we're going to get next week. All right. That sounds good. We'll talk about it. We can talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. That's going to do it from the Trine Storm Center football pregame slash postgame show. I'm your host, as always, Langston Johnson, being joined by my right-hand man, John Kay. Have a blessed day, everybody. to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.